It's a whole week devoted to the best player in franchise history, the soon-to-be Hall of Famer, Dwayne Wade. What are the top moments throughout his incredible career? Who were his best teammates and the best individual seasons? We give you our rankings, answer Wade-related trivia, and much more as we kick off. Ah, fuck. Three, two, one. It's a whole week devoted to the best player in franchise history, the soon-to-be Hall of Famer, Dwayne Wade. What are the top moments throughout his incredible career? Who were his best teammates and best individual seasons? We give you our rankings, answer Wade-related trivia, and much more as we kick off Dwayne Wade Week here on Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Dwayne Wade Week here on Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg here with Dave Vermill. However, you might be tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Welcome to Dwayne Wade Week, where all week we are celebrating the career of Dwayne Wade as he gets to be enshrined in the Basketball Hall of Fame this weekend. Really excited for what we've got on deck this week. We've got interviews with his former teammates, people who covered him throughout his career, but I thought we could start this week off uh, with something that we're calling Rankapalooza. All right, oh, yeah. we love rankings. Couldn't decide, are we going to do the best thing from, like, Wade's career, his best seasons, finals appearances, best teammates, best uh, um, where he ranks among shooting guards. All So we just decided, all right, we'll just do all of it. Let's just do all yeah. of it in one big podcast, just a bunch of stuff. We're probably going to end up doing two parts. We'll see. Um, also during the trivia, there are certain words that if we trip on them, we're going to, it's going to trigger this random, like daily double style trivia question, uh, throughout the show. We're calling them flash trivia or Dwayne Wade trivia or something, whatever those, those are going to just happen throughout the show. So be on the lookout for those, but let's just jump right into this thing with his top five defining moments, which you put together, David. Yeah, uh, just, you know, we, we want to invite debate here, too. I want to start off by saying that, like, Dwayne Wade, like, he is such an important player for so many fans of Miami Heat basketball. And whether you started w- watching it before Pat Riley joined the team in 95 or during the Alonzo and uh, Tim Hardaway era or, or even during the big three, you know how important Dwayne Wade is to this franchise. And we want to kind of stir up debate. We want your conversations. So make sure to leave comments, suggestions. We want your feedback on yeah. this because, well, I mean, it's it's Dwayne Wade. And, and while he gets one, yeah. I'm sorry, while you're there, we want to try to put together a show of like these like voice messages. So we have them open the Locked on Heat Instagram account. You could just DM us a voice message. Uh, tell us your favorite Dwayne Wade memories, your favorite moments, what he means to you as a Heat fan and all those things. What we'd love to do is get enough of them where we could put them together and build a whole show around your voice messages. So again, Locked on Heat on Instagram, super easy. Just DM us. Um, the DMs are open. Slide right in there with a voice message. We'll download it and we'll upload it to the show and, and we'll try to build a show around them if we get enough of them. So please try to do that. Heck yeah. All right, so my my list of the top five defining moments. I'm going to start off, much like you do, Wes, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to, my honorable mention, how about that? It's not okay. necessarily an extra extra uh, you know moment or anything like that, but my, my honorable mention the game winner versus the Golden State Warriors in 2019. I think just a top moment because it just shows, again, as lucky as that was a shot, and everybody kind of forgets that he had, like, the shot. It was blocked. 
He winds up recovering. Dion Waiters to Dwayne in Golden State. That was a year that, uh, you know, he had just got Kevin Durant had just joined the group there. Uh, they were back to back champions. You know, they were so amazing. And, uh, it, you know, just a really, yeah, they was, they, they, that was their championship. No, no, they had won two championships a year before. My bad. And, and KD, of course, was, uh, he seemed to be out of there anyway. But anyway, it was a great squad, a, a historically good team, obviously. And, uh, yeah, uh, Dwayne Wade's game winner there, just incredible circling around the floor there just an amazing moment and capping off such a great career there with it, that, he gets that it he, he shoots it gets it back and then launches it again or he kind of gets it knocked away he shoots it yeah. like off balance it goes in right back buzzer. to him my favorite part about it was steph just looking at him just and yeah, smiling talking to kd being like yeah. yeah and just being like oh my god and then uh the warriors i was covering the warriors that year and um that was the and i remember talking to the Warriors after that. And they were like, that's just, that's what a, he's a hall of famer. That's what they do. You know? And they just had, they weren't even mad. They were just impressed. You know, it was like, he ate the whole wheel of cheese. So good honorable mention. All right. So kicking off then our list of top five defining moments or my list. Anyway, number five, this is, this was more Wesley in this, uh, in that sense. It was the, either the full court alley-oop during the big three era or the infamous love that's been commemorating so many different moments there. I, I can't, I can't figure out which one of them. But to me, it's both of them are so such perfect encapsulations of the big three era. Like two talents in their prime doing things we've never seen before. Like that on alley oop lob from the out, you know, from out of bounds. Dwayne Wade catches the ball, he brings it up. They have just scored, throws it full length of the court, and perfectly seamlessly, LeBron catches it, lays it up for an incredible alley oop. And then of course. There's also the lob, you know, the what a, what a, picture. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, I'm going to get, if you're, that's the tiebreaker. No, you got the photo afterwards. It's iconic. It just, that, that gives it, it's not necessarily the better play. Like it's not no. the better basketball play. I would actually say the other one is the better basketball play. Like the, the, the more challenging basketball play, but you got the iconic photo and it just sets it over the top. Who, who, who outraces a whole team? This was LeBron at such a peak. Like we haven't seen that kind of incredible burst and speed from him in, in so long. But there he was, like outrunning a whole team and, and just catching this. It was amazing play. Like I yeah. went through it and I watched it over and over because I just, you can't believe that it's actually happening. All right. So that was anyway. sort of a tiebreaker for number five. Number four. Four. I've got the Anderson Varejao dunk. Uh, what a moment. He just crushes Varejao completely. And that was such a fun game because everybody kind of forgets. Sorry, no, no, we, we posted the highlight on the um, on our Instagram page, actually. Uh, I posted a few different highlights from Dwayne Wade on the Instagram page. And that Anderson Varejao dunk, I remember watching it like as a kid and just being like, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like that. You know, again, very early formative years for me as an NBA fan. I went back and watched it. He goes, he, he gains speed. He get he does. I don't think he gets the rebound. I think maybe like Haslam or somebody else gets the rebound and then passes it off to him. He might've actually gotten yeah. the rebound. And then he just starts going up the court. He's not going full speed, but he kind of gains steam. And you can see the moment where he's like, Oh, I've got this dude. This guy, is, this guy's just going to hang out by the rim. And I've got a full court sprint going on. And he just lays it into him. And Dwayne Wade had this way of dunking where he just went straight up and down early in his career. Where like yeah. when, like when 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 his hand hit rim, he was vertical. Like he was he was perpendicular to the court, and it was so violent in the way he yeah. did it. 
right? Like, I, I don't yep. know that there's another guy, like a guy who gets like that just straight up and down in the air and just full body contact. He's just like, when he dunked on you, you flew backwards. It was almost like Shaq, but much smaller, obviously. Yeah, you know, he, he didn't have that kind of vert that, that a lot of explosive dunkers do, but he just had that incredible wingspan. And so for yeah. him, once he combined that athleticism and got just the right takeoff, it was just uh, just bodied people. It was just unbelievable. Right. And that game itself was such an incredible one, too, because it was this back-and-forth affair. Uh, eventually, the Cleveland Cavaliers won, but Dwayne actually outscored LeBron that game. LeBron had 34 points on an inefficient 8-of-20 shooting. Uh, he also had 16-of-18 free throws, so LeBron getting a little bit of a friendly whistle there. Also had seven rebounds. Uh, so four rebounds, seven assists, two steals, and a block. So the overall game from LeBron... But Dwayne coming up with 36 points on also 9 of 21 shooting, uh, 15 of 21 free throw attempts. So I don't know what was going on there, but hitting the three that game, three of yeah. six. So he was just feeling it. Monster, great game against a, a friend and rival and LeBron yeah. James. And then he caps it off with that incredible dunk. So expect that moment. Number three, the 2004 playoff game winner that kind of woke everybody up to the greatness of Dwayne. Yeah. We saw him in Marquette. Uh, we saw incredible rookie season. We talk about this later on this week with some of the media members that covered him. Like they saw moments of greatness, but it was still so up and down, inconsistent. First year coach in the stand, Van Gundy. Pat Riley goes up to the front office. You're not quite sure what to get. There was a lot of questions about that group. You acquire Lamar Odom, but you still got older veterans like Eddie Jones and Brian Grant, yeah. a couple others. Eddie Donis, that's his rookie season too. And he winds up playing a major role. And here's Dwayne, like, we don't really know who this kid is. He's not LeBron, and LeBron had all the hype of this draft. And then who's in the playoffs that first year? Dwayne Wade. Who's hitting game winners? Dwayne effing Wade. That's why he's the greatest. He's one of the greatest. Uh, that was the one against New NBA Orleans, history. right? Against at the Absolutely. end of the, at, the New he, Orleans he gets, Pelicans. Yeah, very Jordan esque. Has takes Baron Davis off the dribble, crossover yep. right to left, gets right into the top of the square. Like at the, yep. you don't see players taking jump shots from that range anymore. Usually right. at that point in today's NBA, you're already kind of settled into a floater or you're, yeah. or you're waiting like at that spot though, like specific. Yeah. yeah. So even take a shot from there would be inefficient and be like, why, how can you do that? You can't do something like that. You get to the basket or take the three, but, Correct. but even when you kind of get to that area, players are trained to just go up with a floater now because you've got bigs dropping back to the rim, but not back then, man, not in 2004, like Dwayne Wade went crossed over Baron Davis. Baron Davis was on his hips, still playing catch up. And then all the Hornets just sort of, converged onto Watch. him and yeah. and but like and he just he went up again straight up and down pop stopped and just rose up for that just kind of mid-range vertical shot that he had uh and drained it for the for the game winner in the playoffs great one number two kind of cheating a little bit here the 2006 nba finals like i just got the whole finals like no one moment right. but the, yeah. the finals such a defining thing like it, it, to his to his critics it's him getting to the line too often you and i debunked that completely last year like Dwayne Wade earned whatever free throw he got he didn't flop once he drew contact he was playing at another level and I remain convinced like after re-watching that again like even in 2006 like yeah it, it's an exorbitant amount of free throws it seemed unreal to see him get that upon rewatch, like he's not flopping he's not dropping to the ground he's not selling contact he's taking contact uh Devin Harris was flopping much more egregiously and I made that point during last year's Rewatch yeah. it. I'll maintain it. I just, it was an incredible moment. But to his critics, that's what they point to. It's like, oh, he was gifted this. It's like, 
no, 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 no. He was the very best player on the planet. His his star so, was rising. He was a superstar in the making, and that finals really cemented that he was just he is one of the best players in the league. I and I thought after that he was the best player in the league. I was I, I think Dwayne Wade was the best player in the league twice. I thought he was the best player in the league after that finals, bar none. I thought it was him yeah. and him alone. And then I think that there was an argument to be made between him and LeBron in 2009. And I think and I think those two times was when LeBron or it was when Dwayne Wade was the best player in the league. That finals performance, and I have no problem with you putting the entire finals up there, was you and I did that rewatch, and we encourage everybody. We, it's still up on our YouTube page, a 2006 Finals rewatch. We had so much fun doing it last summer. It's, it, it, yep. it still holds up. Um, and there's a whole, obviously a lot of Dwayne Wade talk in there. Uh, I I remember Mike Breen saying this is Jordan-esque. This is Jordan-esque. Dwayne yep. Wade from Chicago, modeling yep. after his hero. It was better than Michael Jordan. It was a better series than Michael Jordan ever had. No, it was. Statistically, I mean, it was statistically, better. yes. You're right. It was right. better than any series Michael Jordan ever put together from a second year, from, or I'm sorry, third year player. It's crazy the numbers, what he did. And you, again, go back on our YouTube page. You can go find highlights somewhere else on YouTube of what he did if you weren't old enough or you don't remember or whatever. It was just phenomenal what he was doing that year. Uh, it was crazy. All right. Uh, that was number two. Yes. What's number, number one? one. Come on. Like, this is the statue in front of the Kaseya Center. This is my house. Come on. Like, is there ever going to be any other moment Mind blowing. as iconic as that? And, and like, I know, unfortunately, everybody kind of remembers his attempt at trying to get up on the table in his last year. But, like, if you're going to think of Dwayne Wade, uh, you know, if your life flashes before your eyes and you think of Dwayne Wade in any one moment, this is it. This is him just killing yeah. a team hitting a game winner, and then going up to the top of that table and letting Three seconds know, left. That's my house. The Chicago Bulls have the ball. Dwayne Wade doesn't steal it, doesn't, like, pick off the passing lane, doesn't do it, just grabs the ball, just grabs the ball, uh, just takes it, grabs the ball, sprints down the court, two, one, lifts up from right at the three-point arc, and off balance, falling just sort of towards the basket, just drops it in. For the game-winning shot, and that's it. And you know what really made that? Not just obviously getting on the stanchion and all of American Airlines Arena going nuts. Eric Reed's call. I watched it earlier this afternoon, David. Eric Reed's call is phenomenal on that. The great, a great play by a great player putting together a great career. Like it's just like it's this great <laughs> call. It's just it's 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 peak Eric Reed and as well as peak Dwayne Wade. So shout out to E. Reed there. Um, that was awesome. Love the top five moments. Uh, let us know what your defining moments, your favorite moments, your favorite Dwayne memories are in the YouTube comments. And, of course, you can leave those messages, voice messages, uh, in the DMs on our Instagram page. So please do that. But coming up next here in Rankapalooza, top five Dwayne Wade vintages. What do we mean by that? That's coming up next. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. Whether you win or lose, that's $200 that you can spend on betting on every everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's for, safe, secure, super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to place a bet than on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And you sign up today. You visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and you get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel, 
com slash locked on FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Thanks for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Make sure that you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app for all of Dwayne Wade week. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking with our friend Israel Gutierrez of ESPN, who covered Dwayne Wade as from his rookie season about his memories of an early uh, career Dwayne Wade. You're not going to want to miss that. Um, all right. Next up in Rankapalooza, top five Dwayne Wade vintages. A little bit of a play on Dwayne Wade's passion for wine, the fact that Dwayne Wade has his own uh, wine. But I didn't want to do seasons either, like top five Dwayne Wade seasons, because you could just kind of do it statistically, and that's mm. sort of the argument. I wanted to provide a little bit more wiggle room for more of an interesting kind of conversation here. Um, so of all of Dwayne Wade's seasons, what vintage are you? do you want to bottle up, take off the shelf, and crack open with a nice – pork chop or something whatever 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 you're interested in having right now um <laughs> number uh i'm gonna start with the f- number five and go to number one number five all right let's do it the 2012 2013 Dwayne wade vintage 21.2 points per game on 52 percent shooting this is what he averaged in the season five rebounds 5.1 assists 1.9 steals and 0.8 blocks he played 69 games in the 2012-2013 season. Remember, at the 2012-13 season ended, of course, was the Miami Heat beating the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA Finals. He played 69 games in in 2012-2013 after playing 49 games the year before that, and he played 54 games the year after that. So besides the first year of the Big Three, this was his healthiest year. I thought it was a really impressive year. We also, one of the most underrated games i think of the big three era not just of that season was game four of the 2013 nba finals miami splits uh the first two games on the road against san antonio they go into san antonio uh into san antonio 1-1 lose to the spurs by 36 points Hmm. that would have broken almost every team that would have broken them and instead, it was one of the best performances by the big three. Those three, by LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh, we had ever seen. They combined to score 85 points on like 70% shooting between the three of them in game four in San Antonio to get a win on the road. And Dwayne Wade led the way. Dwayne Wade led the way. He had like 10 points in the first quarter, 11 points in the fourth quarter or something like that to close the game. He had three steals in the fourth quarter of that game four. It was just to sort of cap it off, and then obviously they go on to win the whole thing in one of the great final series we've ever watched. But they probably don't get to Ray Allen making the historic shot if they lose and go down 3-1 after losing by 36 points in Game 4. You know what I mean? So that that series would have been over. And Dwayne Wade was a big deal of why that was. So I've got the 2012-2013 vintage of Dwayne Wade, ranked number 5. Best season of Miami Heat history, uh, the 27th mm. game win streak, 66 and 16. They were so good, so dominant. Yes, it was a total team effort, but people kind of overlook how good Dwayne was as an individual player during the Big Three era because there's the year after where he's already dealing with the load management issue, et cetera. And then before that, you know, there was the strike shortened season that was a lockout shortened season, I should say, 66 games. That's why he only played 49 of those 66. But you're already. It's it's not Dwayne's team anymore. It's LeBron. LeBron at the peak of his powers, two-time MVP, obviously. Just a great, great, great stint of his career. But Dwayne 
as good I, I i loathe to the to kind of use the batman and robin sort of thing because it was just batman and batman or batman and the yeah. flash let's say it's just two superheroes still very much in their prime and he was just really 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 good not till the next season did people start to say oh vintage Dwayne wade yeah because he was starting to deal with more lingering you know look Three they had the whole the load, ma- the, the load management program, the whole thing. That was the next year. Yeah, maintenance program. That's maintenance right. Program. Yeah. Oh my god, it was terrible. Um. All right. So that was number five. Number four. I think you're gonna be surprised by this. All right. I got the 2005 2006 season. Hmm. All the way down at number four here. This is what he averaged for the year: 27.2 points per game on 49 and a half percent shooting. Um. He did shoot just 17 percent on threes that wasn't great um so that's where i have him uh here's the crazy part about this season i don't think people remember how truly athletic Dwayne wade was he had 152 dunks that year (laughs) unreal 152 for context the most dunks russell westbrook ever had in a season was 69 the most dunks John Morant ever had in a season was 58. He had 100 more than that in a season. Giannis, during his last MVP year, Giannis, in his last MVP year, had 197. He's a foot taller than Dwayne Wade, who had 40 fewer dunks than that. And, by the way, a much slower-paced game than today's NBA game. Not as, nearly as many possessions. Bam last year, Bam Adebayo, had 140 dunks last year. Dwayne Wade had 152 that year. That is bananas numbers. It is insane. And that brings us to Dwayne Wade Trivia. <laughs> David. Oh who had more dunks out of this group of players? Are you ready? Yes. You're going to tell me who had the most dunks out of this group of players. Okay. Dwayne Wade, obviously. Blake Griffin. Vince Carter. Dwight Howard and Kobe Bryant for their career, for their career, for their career, their whole career, Dwayne Wade, Blake Griffin, Vince Carter, Dwight Howard and Kobe Bryant. Can you rank them? Actually, I I would say uh, it's down to Dwight or Dwayne. I I would say one, two, Uh, five of those probably just Blake's just because of the amount of time he missed due to injury. Uh, and he was more of a spot-up shooter than anything else. Kobe had some electric. So you got, sorry, you got Blake at the bottom then? Blake at five, yeah. Blake at five. Okay. Kobe, I got no, no. Actually, Vince Carter. He was he wound up turning into more of a three-point shooter. I'd say Vince five, Blake four, yes. Kobe three, Dwight two, Dwayne one. So you're close. It's it, it is Vince. It's Vince uh, at the bottom, then Kobe, and then Blake. Okay. Uh, Blake had like his first four years was just insane. Like he got them all basically his first four years. Um, so it was Vince, Kobe, then Blake, then it's Wade, and then it's Dwight Howard, who actually has the most dunks in NBA history for a career. Really? He has almost three thousand dunks in his career. He has two thousand nine hundred and fifty dunks for his career. Again, number one in, in NBA history. Dwayne Wade has one thousand and ninety-eight, four more than Blake Griffin, uh, almost a hundred more than Kobe Bryant, and way more than Vince Carter. That's where Dwayne Wade ranks. And you look at where he is, and there's, like, no guards near him. It's not close. He has the 21st most dunks in NBA history in a career. Dwayne Wade does. Okay. So that 
uh, that's our first uh, Dwayne Wade trivia. That was fun. Um, number Where three. I'm going to do this together. So I've got number three as 2009, 2010. I've got number two at 2010, 2011, the first year of the big three. That's my number okay. two. Um, in number t- in, in that year, the first year of the big three, 25 and a half points. So one point per game fewer than the year before where he didn't have LeBron on his team, 6.4 rebounds and 4.6 assists. So basically inverted the rebounds and the assists from the last year of the big three or, or I'm sorry, the last year before the big three and then the first year of the big three, okay? So in his final year before LeBron got here, he had a bunch of assists and he had about five rebounds per game. In that first year of the big three, you invert that. He had more rebounds and fewer assists. And that's why I'm giving the edge to that first year of the big three. I've got that as my second best vintage of Dwayne Wade because there's that story about how they go to the Bahamas, him and LeBron. He says, it's your team now and everything after they lose to the Dallas in the finals. But he was already doing a great job of fitting his game next to LeBron that first year. In fact, I would argue he did a better job of fitting his game next to LeBron better than LeBron did next to Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh or Chris Bosh did fitting in next to Dwayne Wade and LeBron. Dwayne Wade kind of already saw the vision. He was already cutting off ball. He was already doing those things. You mentioned the, the, the bounce lob iconic photo to LeBron and all these things. Like He was already there, and the stats back that up. And even though he didn't average the most points per game of his career, I just thought the way he played in that year, that first year of the big three, he was still arguably the best player in the league alongside LeBron. And he was just so good. Like the basketball IQ molding his game next to those guys, he was, he was still the leader that year. And he had to be the leader until LeBron was ready to take over as the leader. But I was just, just in the totality of it, so impressed with that vintage of Dwayne Wade. Absolutely. Uh, great run from him. And just amazing to show that kind of consistency, regardless of like the superstar level talent surrounding him. That's, that's just how good he was. That he could impact the game that way. And I, I know that eventually his role started shifting a little bit during the big three era, but that first year, pretty spectacular. All right. Number one, there should be no drama here. It's the 2008, 2009 season, right? Not Leads bad. the league in scoring 30.2 points per game on 49% shooting. And just for a good measure, seven and a half assists and five rebounds and 2.2 steals and 1.3 blocks per game. He led the NBA in scoring, like I said, okay? He did it, though, with a higher shooting percentage than LeBron, a higher shooting percentage than Dirk Nowitzki, a higher shooting percentage than Kobe Bryant, and he scored more points than them. He had averaged more assists than LeBron James that year. 7.5 7.5 for Dwayne Wade, 7.2 for LeBron James. He was second in the NBA in steals, David. He had 2.2 steals per game. Chris Paul led the league at 2.8 steals per game while scoring 10 fewer points per game. Here's a crazy stat. Stocks, steals, plus blocks. He had 3.5 stocks per game that year. That was behind only one player in the entire league. Defensive player of the year, one of the great defenders we've ever seen, Dwight Howard, at 3.9. He was second behind Dwight Howard. Nobody else could even touch those guys when you combine steals and blocks. That was wild. Here's why. I, here's what I really want to talk about, though. Mm. I really, truly believe Dwayne Wade was the best player in the league that year. I don't think it was LeBron. I think it was LeBron the year before that, and it was probably LeBron a couple of years after that. But there was a moment where Dwayne Wade was the best player on the planet, and I think it was this year, and he should have won MVP that year. Here's his teammates versus LeBron. This is LeBron's teammates. All right, let's remember. LeBron went on to win. They won 66 games, the Cavs did. Represented the East in the NBA Finals. 
Dwayne Wade's team won 43 games and they still made the playoffs and lost to seven game, lost in seven games to Boston. Okay. I would argue that the Heat had no business being in the playoffs this year. His teammates were Michael Beasley, Jermaine O'Neal. That's it. Those are the teammates. Like a young Mario Chalmers, Carlos Arroyo. Arroyo was starting over him too. Yeah. Ray Farrell Alston kind of just hanging in there. Like, oh, he came back second stint, I think, with the team at that point. It was <laughs> such Is that the Jamario Moon? No, I'm sorry, year? no, I'm sorry. That was the Jamario Moon year. Um, yeah. This was the year Sean where they Marion for a, a bit there. Yeah, Sean Yeah, Marion. and then traded Sean Marion for Jermaine O'Neal. Yep. Oh. This team was awful. You compare that to LeBron's 66 win Cavs. We joke about Mo Williams. That was his best year of his career. He averaged 18 and 4 that year. That's a pretty All-star. good second banana. Yeah. Um, his rotation was also mostly healthy. Uh, he had Anderson Verajao, Big C, and Dranus Elgauskas. It was Delante West's best season of his career. His team made 524 three-pointers at a 40% clip. That was LeBron's team. Dwayne Wade's team made 494 three-pointers at 35%. Oh, my gosh. I, I am looking at this. awful. I am, look, I am looking at this roster now. I mean, Joel Anthony's first year, Marcus Banks. Oh my God. Mark Blount, like Daquan Cook, RIP. Yakuba Diawara, like you don't. I mean, Udonis, obviously. Luther Head, James Jones was a really much of a contributor. That team got to the playoffs because of Dwayne Wade. That's it. There is, like, that is the only reason that team was even sniffing 500. Was because of D Wade. Was on that roster. <laughs> Chris Quinn played a lot of minutes for that roster. He was I their best three point shooter. Uh, I love, love you, love you, Chris. But like, come on. Uh, so yeah, the 2008, 2009 vintage of Dwayne Wade is the best vintage of Dwayne Wade. Um, all right, pretty clear. Pretty clear. We're going pretty long on this. We got one more segment to do. I, I predicted it. I thought this was going to be two parts. Ranka Palooza coming up next. Dwayne Wade's top five teammates, his top five peers. Who are his top five peers? Interesting conversation coming up next here on Locked on Heat. Uh, All right. I know this is a pretty silly one. What music superstar claimed Dwayne Wade as his favorite player? Oh. <laughs> uh, Music is it, superstar. Is it Flo Rida? Nope. Uh, no. He is also, I'll give you a hint, he is also a fellow basketball player. Damien Lillard? <clears throat> no, no, no. No, 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 no. An actual if music you say superstar. J- if you say J. Cole here. It's not. It is not. Uh, it's actually it's Prince. Prince, that is Prince. a superstar of superstars. A music superstar, music superstar Prince. Absolutely. Wow, Prince, huh? I love that one. Yeah. That's good. I got one more, one more, one more. I'll save the rest of them for another episode. All right. Which player inadvertently injured Dwayne Wade's shoulder in two thousand eight? Inadvertently injured Dwayne Wade's shoulder in 2000. Yeah, that shoulder break was wheeled off in a, in a wheelchair, missed the half the season. It was the beginning of the end there. It was, it was a 2007 2008 team. 
they traded the big cactus to Phoenix, obviously. You know, it was just a mess. That it was the fifth. Is that Verichel? No. No, it wasn't. But I will give you another hint. A future teammate of Dwayne Wade's. It was Big Z. Nope. No. <laughs> it was against the Houston Rockets, who would have their own. Shane Battier? Plus game. Shane Battier. Wow. Shane Battier. Shane Battier drifting to the paint. And Dwayne makes this kind of half attempt to try and steal the ball. And he winds up getting his finger or hand caught on Shane as he's making this pa- this corner pass to a wide-open shooter, and it just pulls his arm right out of the socket, tears everything there. Like, it was Shane Battier. I wonder if they talked about that at some point. I like the little laser noise. Um, I do wonder if they talked about that. That's interesting. Um, all right. Are we ready for top five teammates? Go for it. Okay. Number five. Well, let me go my honorable mention. Honorable mention was Ray Allen. That was my honorable mention. Didn't play long enough. Um, had the shot. Otherwise, it was fine. He was fine. What's your but, criteria for like teammate, like best teammate? Like in terms of like talented, overall quality? Like most, okay. Yeah, like most talented. Yeah, like Udonis Haslam isn't in this. I'm sorry. Oh! He didn't. Oh, wow. You're, you're letting the cat out of the bag. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no. I'm just like just the best player in a vacuum. All right? So okay. number five is... Lamar Odom. Wow. He averaged 17, 10, and four and two stocks that year, the one year that he played with Dwayne Wade. They don't make the playoffs if not for Lamar Odom in Dwayne Wade's rookie year. Dwayne Wade was phenomenal. They don't make the playoffs without Dwayne Wade either, but he was kind of an ideal co star for Wade. Oh my God. Wade was yeah. playing out of position at point guard. He needed yep. just other players in the lineup that could also do some ball handling and some facilitating, obviously provide length and defense. And Lamar Odom brought all those things to the table. There's so a reason good. why he was the centerpiece of that Shaq trade, right? With so him good. and Karan Butler and the first round picks and Brian Grant. So Lamar Odom was phenomenal. You and I are aligned on this too. Like we're Lamar Odom truthers. Like he was oh my so good. Just like the forgotten player for the Miami yeah. Heat. But he was so good that year. So I got number five is Lamar Odom. Number four. All right. This one's a little surprising. Okay. I'm breaking the rules here, but not really because we never uh-huh. specified the rules. 2016-17 season, Dwayne Wade's in Chicago. He's playing with a very, very talented Jimmy Butler. Oh, come on. Are we going to bring up the, the the forgotten year? You know, like that never really even happened, and now you're going to pull Jimmy out of that? I don't know. I can't. I get it. I understand. Butler averaged 24 points a game, six rebounds, five and a half assists that year, and he was an all-star. He was awesome. He was awesome. And then the Bulls were like, ah, we don't want to extend you. We don't think you're worth the max. And then they traded him to <laughs> Go Minnesota. Bulls. Go Bulls. But he was great. You couldn't leave him off this list. You couldn't leave him off this list. I, for the record, you know there's nothing else from Chicago, and there is certainly nothing from Cleveland on my list. I'll, I'll allow it only because if not for that one year, he probably doesn't influence Jimmy enough to like come here. So it, it makes sense. Too. So it was a very important part of his career. Number three is Chris Bosh. <laughs> Speaks for itself. Chris Bosh is awesome. I think still one of the most underrated players in Miami Heat history. Uh, yep. I think one of the most underrated defenders in NBA history, especially within the last two decades. Um, there is no Draymond Green without Chris Bosh. And I that's not my opinion. Steve Kerr told me that once. So how's that? Number two, 
2006, okay. Shaquille O'Neal. Did you have oh, something okay. on Bosch? No, no, I was just going to say, I, I thought it was Dion Waiters. But no, I guess it's, yeah. Honorable mention it's also Dion. Dion Waiters. Honorable mention also uh, Mario Chalmers. <laughs> He's an honorable uh, mention in everything. Any any, any yes, of our lists, Mario Chalmers is honorable mention. Yes, T- honorable mention for greatest Dwayne Wade vintages, just Mario Chalmers. <laughs> um, 2006, Shaquille O'Neal changed the entire face of the Miami Heat franchise. We were now a star franchise. We were a star city. We were a championship caliber franchise. Yeah, the Lamar Odom, Dwayne Wade Heat, they were plucky. They were fun. They were surprising. But they were not a championship contender by any stretch. Shaq came, made them a championship contender, turned the Heat into a star destination where they weren't before. Everybody, all the Alonzo Mornings, the Tim Hardaways, Pat Riley traded for them. Nobody ever directed their way to Miami until Shaq, and then obviously after Shaq, with number one, LeBron James goes out saying, maybe the greatest player of all time at his absolute peak of his powers. Played alongside Dwayne Wade. LeBron does not get the championships if not for Dwayne Wade those years. LeBron does not, I don't think, become as good as he ultimately became if not for Dwayne Wade. I am not giving Dwayne Wade all the credit, but I think Dwayne Wade was a very important player in LeBron's formative years uh, in the guidance and all those things. And LeBron basically took the blueprint from Miami and the culture that Dwayne Wade helped establish here and brought it to Cleveland and then brought it to L.A. with the Lakers. He took what he learned here, and he said that as much. Those were my college years, right? He talks about the four years. It was his four-year university at the University of Miami Heat. And that's what he did, and he took it elsewhere, and he's done amazing things in those other places as well. So those are my top five teammates. Um, You've got top five peers, which I think is a lot more difficult than mine. Now let's save that for the next episode. I think we could do that for our next two-parter. Two-parter, all right. There's the tease right there. So we'll do top five peers. We've got our what ifs, top five Dwayne Wade finals performances. And then David and I have our list of the top five shooting guards of all time. I'm going to imagine Dwayne Wade is on that list somewhere. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast app and then tune in for part two of Dwayne Wade Rankapalooza.